Welcome to Mission Control, Peralta Design's podcast on all things branding and digital marketing. Since 2008, Peralta Design has launched hundreds of brands with award-winning identities and websites. Join our hosts Ramon and Jorge as they use decades of combined experience to tackle topics with past clients, industry partners, and the rest of the PD crew. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode of Mission Control. Hey everybody, welcome to Mission Control. This is Ramon Peralta, your host from Peralta Design, where we launch brands. And today I'm super excited uh, to have you join us on our podcast here. That's everything entrepreneurship, marketing, branding, technology, networking. And today I have a, a, a new friend, a relatively new member of, of our network, uh, a gentleman that uh, impressed me just based on all of his uh, different uh you know, loops and, 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 and circles and, and zigzags he's made in his career. And, and uh, I think you'll find it fascinating. He's listed himself on uh, LinkedIn as a consultant, a connector. Uh, what impressed me the most, I think, is he's also a black belt. So, you know, I can't wait to, to dive into that as well. Please join me in welcoming Steve Spiro. How you doing, Ron? Good to see you. How's that? Yeah. Great. Great to have you, man. Great to have you. So, Tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And most importantly, why do you do it? Wow. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I'll give a, a quick version of my story, if, if that's okay. Uh, sure. You know, yeah, I, I born and raised in the Bronx. I know we, can, we, we connected on that side of things. And uh, my dad was an entrepreneur in a liquor store, but dissuaded me from going into that. So I wound up going into advertising marketing, went to high school for that which is where I met my wife, went to college for that, got out of college, couldn't get a job, so started a small advertising company and uh, did that for quite a while and um, eventually uh, bumped into a very successful entrepreneur who was a, a true entrepreneur. Um, my dad was really an employee that owned a business, but this gentleman uh, took me under his wing uh, and became a mentor to me and, and helped kind of transform and, met, and metamorphosize, if you will, and uh, about a year later, I found myself completely out of work in advertising and I had to reinvent myself, wound up going into, uh, into technology sales. No clue why a shy introverted kid from the Bronx would do that, but I did that. And, um, but I think having somebody in my corner that was kind of kind of grow out of myself was, was a big part of that. And, uh, and then eventually moved into consulting, um, I do communication consulting, uh, but also I have an avid love of networking and, and and uh, mentorship has been such an incredible part of my life. And, and, and as you mentioned, you know, martial arts, and you know, I, I mentioned that part, but I have a couple of black belts. My wife's a black belt too. We've had some <laughs> crazy fights over the years. Uh, but um, so, so self-development and growing and, and overcoming and, and those kinds of things are, have always been, since early on, early adult, yeah. been a big part of my, my, my journey. Mm-hmm. So I, I just love um, kind of ch- constantly challenging myself and, and growing and overcoming. And, and uh, I've learned to embrace that. I've embraced, I learned to embrace the suck, right? right, right. Now, the first three letters of the word success is suck. <laughs> suck before you get to success, right? Um, you know, and, I've, and my motto is, you know, there's danger in the comfort zone. So, so certainly uh, I have many as- facets, as you call them, loops uh, yeah. in life. Uh, you know, but uh, networking is a big part of it. Coaching and mentoring, 
and, and also, of course, consulting. So um, why do I do what I do? Because I just, I, I, you know, ultimately, my wife and I, ha- we love travel. We, we've done a lot of it. Uh, we've been around the country, around the world. We want to do a lot more. Mm-hmm. Although I really enjoy what I do, all aspects of it, the many loops of it, like you said. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, um, we, we want to fuel that passion, which is yeah. to travel more. And, and uh, yeah, some jobs or, or businesses can take you traveling, but we want to do it on our terms, right? right. That, you know, you could be in, in, in uh, you know, beautiful Mediterranean spot in, in, in Europe, but if you're working, that's great, but yeah. just enjoy it, right? So we right. will enjoy. And, and so a lot, a lot of reasons of why we do what we do is to be able to to have the choices to do what we want when we want to. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, when you, you know, I identified with you with working with your dad at a young age. Um, yeah. Working with him, was there something there that made you go into advertising? Because I find, like, my dad used to uh, sell used cars, and he would write on them with, uh, with shoe polish, white shoe polish. He'd write all okay. over the windows. He'd say, yeah. they were, you know, AC, cold AC, one owner, ah. whole miles. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he had all these like classic sayings. So I learned a lot in advertising and negotiating from just being around him. Was there something that took place, uh, working with your dad that made you go into advertising? Uh, well, there's a, co- there's a couple of answers to that question. Number one, my dad got held up by gunpoint. Multiple- oh no. Uh, he's, th- thank God he was fine. I mean, he's, oh. you know, about a year ago yeah. he passed away of, of, of Alzheimer's actually. Okay. Sorry. But he, um, thank you. He's fine. You know, he's in a better place now. And, mm-hmm. but he's, he de- definitely did not want me to go into the family business. So, uh, early on, I had some artistic talent. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't want to be the starving, struggling artist. So, uh, he, right. he and my family always encouraged me to just, you know, pursue what, 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 what I thought was going to be best for me. Um, I did get to utilize a lot of my skills that I was developing because I went to art, you know, to went to school, high school and college for advertising. So kind of knew what I wanted to do out of the gate. And I was able to apply a lot of that skills and talent with my dad's store. Right. Um, but, but, but I would say what I learned from my dad is a lot about work ethic. Uh, he was one of the hardest working men I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I remember one day, I, I don't know if I told, told you this story, but, you know, obviously I would already had my, you know, got my black belt or whatever. And, you know, traveling in, you know, to the city for, for my, my company was on uh, 26th in Madison at the time. And, and uh, you know, I went to visit daddy. He had a store down in um, Chelsea. And I walk into the store and he, he's got like a bandage on his arm, on his hand, and like, like a big mark on the top of his head. I, oh, no. He, he tried to brush it off. I said, no, no, what happened? He said, well, some guy, you know, robbed me uh, and I, I tried to knock the gun away. And the and the, the the gun went off and then the powder went you know gun gun uh, you know powder burn on my hand you know my face and my head and and pull on the ceiling where the bullet is I'm like dad I I'm the black I'm the guy you're not you didn't what are you doing you know but I learned that you know when you have a company you know and you have a business you have a, it's your dream it's your baby and you protect it you know that the the message I learned and I saw you know examples of that. You know, throughout the years that I saw my, my father, actually my grandfather also was, was his partner early on. Yeah. Uh, I saw that as well. So. Yeah. So you had, so you had an, uh, 
Well, first of all, work ethic is something I also learned from my dad too. I think that generation, they just all, they were working for so long and for so many years from an early age and they just, they sacrificed for us. So, so that you could travel, right. And, and yeah. do all these things. And, and yeah. so I can enjoy a better life. So we thank them and may you rest in peace. Um, you mentioned having this ad agency on Madison Avenue. That's a big deal. Like, like what was that like in its heyday? What were some of your clients there, and what was that lifestyle like? Because you you watch Mad Men, and uh, you know you know what kind of crazy. It, it it was not that different from Mad Men. It was <laughs> it, I could I you know I, I know that you try to probably keep this uh, show a little G. Uh, it's okay. We can go PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, but it, it would have to go a little beyond that. If All right, we'll go to R. Right. Go ahead. Just hit. No, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. But but. But it was crazy. It was, yeah. and the, you know, the thing that, you know, kind of grew up thinking, or at least, you know, my partner was like a year out of college. I was just, okay. we had no clue what we were doing. We were like totally flying by the seat of our pants. And, you know, the mindset was if we look big, we'll attract big, right? I mean, we were dealing, most of our clients were retail clients for the most part. It wasn't a lot of, you know, big names. But later on in my career, I wound up working on is the Smirnoff's, the Johnny Walkers, the Nabisco's and all those, you know, the big brands and not just liquor stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Lever Brothers. But early on, it was it was small retail, but we were, you know, we were trying to make ourselves big and completely overextend extended ourselves, you know, real estate wise, equipment wise. I mean, just, just to try to, you know, be big. And uh, it was a blast. It was, I wouldn't trade it for, for the world. <laughs> Uh, but I, I learned a lot of things. I learned a lot of things, a lot what not to do, you know? Yeah, excellent. And, and sometimes that's super, that's just as valuable as learning what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't imagine the rent on Madison Avenue either. Uh, that, it was on 26th, just okay. around the corner from Madison, but still. It, still, still. It, near, we had, the first office we got was, a, I'm, I'm not kidding, it was like a large closet. <laughs> That was our first office. You know, first we started working with him and we were out of his apartment on 77th and 1st. That was the first, I don't know what you want to call it, but that's where we, our workspace. Then we, we need a real office. So that's our first, it was a pretty much a closet. And then we kept growing and, and breaking the walls down and we got space with windows and then we had multiple rooms and that kind of thing. Yeah, but you scaled. I mean, you started somewhere. You started in the closet and then you, that's right. then you worked your way out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> what were, tell me about the black belt thing. Like, cause I mean, there's discipline that comes with it. Is there anything that you learned in martial arts that has helped you in business? Anything? How about everything? Okay. <laughs> Forget about it. You, you gotta, you know, we would need to have like seven episodes of it. <laughs> get through everything that I could tell you. But I mean, I mean, persist- sounds like a good book, by the way, you know, yeah, I'm in the process of uh, writing a book, so I think yeah. I did that right. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of my actually, you know, I do um, on LinkedIn. I do Fight Up Friday videos, and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of what I what I talk about, the lessons I've learned, most of them are stories. Uh, you know, often martial arts stories. You know, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, personal martial arts stories. You know, um, but you know, the, I, I think the big one was persistence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another one was sort of like. Um, pushing yourself beyond your limits, right? I mean, my, my instructor, uh, I got to be careful because he may be listening and I, I don't want to like him to come after me because he was a, 
six foot four, African American, mm-hmm. three hundred pound, former football basketball player. Even though he was a big dude, he was fast as lightning, and he was, he was, he was, and he was like a like a like a, a Navy Steel drill instructor type. So he would kick our butt, uh, you know. And and when we started out as white belts, he said. And you guys are lower than whale poop. And he didn't use the word poop. <laughs> it began with S, you know? Uh, and uh, it was just experience. And, you know, we, we worked out in New Rochelle at a, it was a, it was a uh, storefront. And it was a single level flat top, black flat top roof. And so we, you know, all day long, the sun was beating on this roof. And this, this, this dojo was super hot. It had a plexiglass window, front window and door, only a door in the very back, no windows. And what he would do uh, is often he'd shut the doors on both ends. Now, this is back. We're talking 80s, 90s. Right. Before, you know, yeah, take a break, get some water. Yeah. We wiped our sweat in class, just wiped our sweat, dropped 50 push-ups. Like, <laughs> you want to go get water? Are you kidding me? You're about to get a beating. I mean, that was the mentality and yeah. that we grew up with. So he would shut the doors and often he had one of those, I don't know if you ever seen them, you know, they're, they're like attached to the ceiling and they're like a, like a heater blow, they blow hot yeah. kind yep. of thing. He put that on in the summertime. So like you, you know, and you could barely like, just like you just had to survive. Right. Yeah. So that was, I learned persistence. I learned how to, you know, get through that mental you know, the stuff that you deal with, which is a lot of times it's just mental, you know? And so th- that was probably the biggest lesson. I mean, there's a lot of other great lessons, yeah. you know, but, but that was probably the one that... that, that yeah, I, I think uh, entrepreneurs and business owners, they deal with fear and they deal, deal, deal with uh, the fears of failure and, yeah. and, uh, and believing in yourself and, and the stamina and persistence. And it's not for the faint of heart by, by any stretch. So I think, yeah. I think you're right. I can see how martial arts and having a tough coach like that, it's like if you can deal with him, you can deal with any, any client pretty much. And, <laughs> and you know what? Face. And there was, uh, it was also students that, you know, I, yeah. I, I that was, uh, he was, I think I shared this on one of my videos, but he was a, uh, inner city guy, um, you know, as a kid, he got, he got hit by a car, white dude in the car, mm-hmm. um, left him not when he was, he was riding his bike, this, this, this fellow uh, classmate of mine as a kid years ago, and it left him paralyzed in one arm. Oh, he had this chip on his shoulder, especially if a guy that looked like me and he would come after me, like he was going to kill me, take my head off. And, and, and I, I had to get over the fear of that. And mm-hmm. I finally, I was able to do it. And there was a bunch of stories. So not, not just fear of my sensei, you know, and then just, in, you know, whatever interferes you deal with, right? Just getting mm-hmm. through all that, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it definitely was a lesson for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, though. I mean, tell us, uh, tell us a bit about where you are now. Like what, what is, I watched the video, the quadrant and, and the Neil yeah. touch and all that fun yeah. stuff. How did sure. you get there? How did you go from like having your own agency to, to being involved with, with uh, Quadia? Yeah. yeah. So I, as I kind of mentioned, I, I, um, I got in, uh, so economy shifted. I got, I got into technology sales, you know, um, again, I don't know why a shy introverted kid would get into sales, but I did. And I got into copier sales 
And on the evolutionary scale, below the chimpanzee and the orangutan <laughs> salesman. So I, but I did that and apologize. Viewers, if you're listening, don't be offended if you are a copier salesman. I feel your pain. Uh, but I did that and, and it did very well at it. But so eventually want to, you know, move fast forward a bunch. Uh, one of the very high level executives I worked with in the copier industry, uh, you know, he and I were connected on LinkedIn. He, he, uh, he, he liked what I was about, you know, like, like you, uh, more about personal brand and, you know, what you represent. And uh, he, he wound up uh, reaching out and LinkedIn and we wound up, uh, you know, he said, hey, you'd be a great, you know, fit for the organization. And, you know, Quadient was, be, was reinventing uh, as an organization to be more of a communication company, more of a technology company. And uh, they were looking for somebody that, that had, you know, I guess the skills and qualities I had. And uh, I was blessed to be, uh, to, to be brought on as a communication consultant. So, yeah. Right. So was Quadient something else that was more well-known? It was called Neopost before. Neopost. Okay. Yep. And, and uh, you know, some more mail machine, mail software related, certainly, you know, still, that's still part of the, the offering, but uh, way more than that today, you know, including, you know, customer experience and, you know, shipping, receiving, uh, it's a whole bunch of other things that, uh, that have become part of the portfolio. Yeah. And what's been the biggest challenge for you uh, with, for the last six months with COVID? Have you done anything new that you think you're going to keep doing or? Well, you know, you know, I, I, uh, I like to think of myself as an early adopter, right? Uh, I like to, I like to technology and I, I take to it pretty well. And uh, prior to COVID, uh, you know, some of my, because my territory is pretty much Northeast, uh, you know, Mid-Hudson Valley, New York, and uh, I have an arrangement to work in Fairfield County as well, um, and Litchfield County. But so, so kind of regionalized, you know, and, um, but, you know, driving, because a lot of my, my appointments prior to COVID were, were physical face-to-face -face appointments. And, you know, if I had appointments that I felt I could, I could do effectively prior to COVID, I was doing them through Zoom, right? Uh, so I had been already doing that. And, and so when this all happened, just shifted over to, to just everything on zoom, you know, and, and it's been easy for me to adapt, uh, for that. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think I shared with you one of the, one of our, we have a tool that, that is, you know, it's very much designed for, um, you know, remote workers. And that was a relatively new solution. Uh, it's an, it's an app, right. Um, and it was, it, it was not really getting a lot of traction, but I, I embraced it early on before COVID. So when COVID hit, it was perfect. And that's been the biggest saving grace for, uh, for, for, for guys like me. Yeah, excellent. And what, what's an ideal client for, for, uh, for Neil touch and for Quadient? Um, it, it's, it's really mid-sized companies, small, you, you know, Neil touch allows us to dip that down to more into like, you know, uh, small to mid-sized accounting firm, mm -hmm. firm, small insurance firm, uh, you know, property management companies, uh, heating and oil companies, um, you know, but, you know, more towards, towards the larger side, if it's a three or four person company, it's harder, you know, because the, the cost justification. But, but to that point, I, I recently uh, sold a NeoTouch solution to a, to a client that was, um, you know, five person insurance company and a, and a four or five person, you know, law firm. And so, 
but but tends to be more you know in the larger multi-location type of uh, organization you know two three four five hundred type employee kind of organization and up right because i if you're doing if you're streamlining or you're making things more efficient then i think the bigger the organization i think the more right. drastic uh, uh, the yeah. results would be for sure uh, for cost yeah. savings and so forth great Absolutely. so let's talk a little bit about ted talks like you 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 know you're on a mission you want to be on tedx yeah tell me why and what would be your topic yeah i mean so so networking is a big part of of what i do and and mm-hmm. uh, you know again i think people have referred to me as a master connector um, and, uh, prior to COVID, uh, I, I, I came up with a, uh, a talk that I call the three-legged stool of networking. Uh, and you know, the first leg of the stool is, is, uh, traditional networking, right? The networking events, right? You know, and of course, back before COVID, we were doing a lot of face-to-face networking, you know, you know, networking events, you know, we have to work the room and, and, and the follow-up and follow-through and all that. And, and, and that was challenging. So, so we, uh, you know, most people don't have a clue when it comes to, to, to that kind of stuff. So one leg of the stool is traditional networking. Now, of course, it's, it's morphed temporarily or permanently to more of Zoom meetings, but certainly that's a part of it. The second leg is social media networking. I, I'm a big LinkedIn fan. I know you are as well, and it's a great platform. But most people, you get a new connection. What do you do with it, right? You get an endorphin hit. Fine. It's great. But what now, Right. So, you know, how do you, how do you leverage LinkedIn? In fact, I was doing a, I belong to Master Networks and I was doing a, uh, a talk on this exact topic this morning uh, on, on that, uh, how to leverage LinkedIn and, and why, why, why is that effective and how to make it a, uh, you know, valuable networking tool for yourself. Um, and then the third leg of the stool, and I call it unconventional networking, you know, you know community networking, where the world is my networking event. And I have a goal every day. Uh, you know, living my life. It's just a little difficult today with COVID, but where, you know, just pumping gas at the gas station, online at the deli, and just to talk to people. And my, my, my goal is to, is to convert three total strangers into new friends, connections, contacts, and, and exchange business, business cards or contact information with them. Three a day. And I, I've fallen short of that goal. I've only averaged about two a day. But that's not too bad for a shy introverted kid from the Bronx, right? So, so those are the three legs of the stool. And, and my, my story, when I do have a chance to get into it, is I think it's inspiring. And, and, I, and part of my mission on this planet is to inspire and touch a lot of people and help you know, them you know, overcome the challenges that some of the challenges I've had to overcome or whatever their challenges are. So my feeling is one of those ways that I could do it is to get on a TED Talk stage and and, uh, and to share with the world. Um, and then that will be a platform, obviously, for me to be able to maybe have a, a larger uh, voice uh, to, to, to the world. And so I believe TED Talk is a good place to, to start with that. Yeah. And, and I think those talks are limited, right, to like 10 or 20 minutes? I think 18 minutes, I 18 think. 18 minutes. Yeah. Can you give us a little tease of that story that you, that's so life-changing that you want to share on that stage? Well, it, it, it's actually, you've kind of heard pieces of it right now. Okay. You think about it, it, it's, you know, it's been the, you know, the, 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 you know, dad's store. It's been the, it's been the, you know, the martial arts. It's been, you know, me entering my life and, and, and that, and that helped, you know, getting into self-development and, and just, you know, 
constantly getting it to sales and then just, you know, having to, you know, muddle through that and, you know, get out of my, my own shell. And, and there's so many things in there. Right. Um, but it, but the, it's the evolution, right? It's mm-hmm. the metamorphosis, right? Mm-hmm. Turning from the, you know, the, the, the caterpillar, right? Going into the chrysalis and then coming out as the butterfly. Now it sounds a little feminine, so I don't, <laughs> well, think of some. It's a tough butterfly, you know. He's got there you like, go. There you you go. Know, yeah, exactly. black wings or something. Exactly with spikes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I think there were certain things that I picked up on your story where there were, you know, people. And the reason I, I use that circle or loop analogy was just because people think of success as a straight line. Like when you're young, you're told like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? Here's the school you go to. When you come out, you'll have a job and then you'll be happily ever after. And it's like, once you become an adult, you realize that all of that was bullshit. It's like none of that really happens. And so you end up going through these like ups and downs. And what really matters is how do you come back from one of these downs? They said, they said the setback is a setup for a comeback. That's right. And and, uh, I could, I could sense that you had a lot of those, type of experiences um, throughout your life and, and you, you've got a great attitude and, and uh, very optimistic and I think that's what makes you a, a good connector because or a master connector or a sensei of connectors right yeah, so absolutely. Uh, and and to have that goal is pretty impressive to have that goal of three people a day even even in this climate where yeah. you're, you're still setting that goal even though you're not leaving the house that often right I am <laughs> I'm trying to make it up, make up from it through LinkedIn, through yeah. other resources, getting on networking meetings and stuff. Exactly. It's, it's a cool goal, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I answered your question, but I'll, I'll just back up on, on that a little bit with regards to the struggles and challenges, right? I mean, you know, number one, being shy introverted and getting picked on and bullied as a kid. And, and, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that, that, that happens to, and I'm not a woe is me guy. I just, mm-hmm. I believe that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But what it did it shape me? It shaped me to be very driven. I have a, a, a chip on my shoulder, right? Um, but recently I had a, a kind of a, a revelation and I, I, I went from being driven to prove others wrong mm-hmm. and to prove to other people to be driven for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really the, the change, the shift the, 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 you know, that, that happened for me. I have a very uh, cool mission statement. I'll save that for another, another episode. But, but the essence of it is is to, is to really help other people. Um, and so anything that's aligned with that is really a part of, of what, you know, what I want to do in, on this planet, you know, and, and that's make a difference. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's been a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of challenges over the years. But, you know, hey – it's, it's not about what you're going through. It's about where you're going to. And yeah. I keep focused on the, on the goal, right? Um, you know, if a lot of times we're, we're programmed. I think we shared, we talked a little bit about this when we had our, our call. But, you know, we're programmed as a society to, to, fig, to work on, you know, to, when you come out of school, what do you want to do, right? right? But nobody talks about how do you want to live, right? The, the why, you know, Simon Sinek, start with why. We all, we're all programmed to start with what and how. And, and that would be like, you know, let me, let me jump in a, in a beautiful car and get on a cool road. No clue where it's going, road, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you got to know where you're going, right? Because otherwise you're just going for a ride and it's cool, but where are you going, right? And a lot of us live our life that way. Oh, this, you know, oh, you know, uh, 
no disrespect. PR sounds like a really cool, you know, vehicle. Let's get in PR. Okay. Or, or I want to be a teacher. You know, I'd be, I loved kids. Okay, great. But so how do you want to For the live? record, you meant, you meant PR as a public relations, not Puerto Rico, right? I did meet public relations. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Absolutely. That's funny. Um, but, uh, yeah. So it's like, you know, what do you want to do work-wise but better yet, how do you want to live, right? right. And so for me, I'd rather let what I do fuel the passion, you know, that I have just trying to make what I do the passion, although I am very passionate about it. Yeah, no, I, 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 can, I can feel it, and, and I'm sure our, our listeners will as well. Um, you've listed yourself on LinkedIn as a, as a mentor and a connector, and, and then you're also a sales consultant for, for Quadient. Yeah. So this is your opportunity here. How can people reach you? Who are the kind of folks that you want to help? Um, do you want folks to reach out to you for mentorship, to connect with you, to be a client, or all of the above? Kind of let our, let our listeners know, you know, what, what, what is it that you feel you can make the biggest impact in, and how can people get a hold of you to do so? Well, I love connecting with people in general, right? And so when I try to connect, I, I, I want to make sure that I, I'm very clear. When I, when I connect with people, I, I do it without an agenda. I really help. My goal is to help some way, not through my services, right? So, so when I have phone calls, like you and I had a phone call, you know, no agenda there. Hey, how about Ramon? I want to know what, what's, what he is about, how I can help him, how can add value in, you know, him and his life, his business, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'm open to connecting with anybody, but specifically, you know, obviously at some point, you know, if, if there's areas that I can help them in what I do, great. But that's not only what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, get, I can't tell you the numerous amount of calls I get on where it's a you know, young person out of college. And I, I love having the ability, hey, maybe there's a few people in my network you'd like to make, for me to make an introduction to. I'm happy to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Mentorship piece of it, you know, I, you know, what happened for me is the gentleman that, that I, you know, he's private, so I can't mention his name, but he's got his hands in many businesses. The way I was able to get mentorship from him was to work with him on one of his businesses. And at some point I've worked on several of those in that relationship, I got mentorship. Right. And so, but I had to jump through big time hoops to get, to be able to allow him to, 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 to for him to allow me to be, a, to be mentored by him. Right. So I've kind of tried to pay that forward to a degree. Right. So not like anyone, you know, I'm, I'm going to mentor anyone. No, you know, like he did with me, I, I really try to make sure it's a good fit because I don't want to waste anyone's time and I don't want to waste my time. He, he really kind of vetted me, if you will. Um, in terms of consulting and what I do with Quadient, yeah, I mean, mid-sized companies that are looking to streamline and automate, uh, you know, they, deal, they have a lot of documents they're dealing with, especially if they're mailing and they're, they're just burdened with all that. It's a lot of time and we have utilizing artificial intelligence we can help, you know, streamline and automate uh, in that side of things. And then, you know, if anyone's looking for, for someone to come on for do a speaking engagement on, on networking, I'm happy to do that. And, you know, uh, if anyone wants to be coached on mentoring, I, I'm happy to do that. So I got, obviously the answer is multifaceted <laughs> anything. I want to connect with people. I'm not necessarily looking for anything specific. Um, I believe that eventually, I believe it, it is, Eventually, you just attract because because of who you are. Right. I don't believe in pushing. I believe in in, in the law of attraction. Right. So 
the right people that want want to know what I know or want to work with me, it'll come to me. Right, right. I like that. And what is the best way for them to reach you? Is it through your LinkedIn? Do you want to give LinkedIn that LinkedIn is out? probably easiest. I mean, they could just go on, uh, I have Gmail, you know, Steve L. Spiro at Gmail. They could, they could send an email, go on LinkedIn. On my LinkedIn is my, my sales number, numbers posted on there. And on LinkedIn is my, um, my email. Uh, probably easiest way to do it as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, well, Steve, thanks. I mean, you really, you really sound, you remind me of a, of a book I like to recommend, The Go-Giver, uh, because you're, you know, you're, you're putting others first. Great book. And you want to help others. And Go-Givers Sell More, the one right after that is, is also mm. good. They're short reads. But uh, really, that philosophy of helping others, uh, and, 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 you know, that in itself pays dividends from a spiritual standpoint and financial. You'll, you'll, you'll attract more good people into your network. So I, I really love what you had to share. I think our, our listeners will really get a lot out of it and, and certainly want to have you back and talk more about karate and Cobra Kai and, and your yeah. sensei and the impact that your sensei had. And I love this show because we didn't get to talk a lot about it, but it really goes to show you the impact that we have on young people and that also, even as adults, we can still change. You know, we can still kind of, uh, you know, look within and, and become better people. And I think we're all... Yeah. Uh, works in progress uh, as, as, as we continue to grow. So listen, Steve, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. Um, we'll, we'll definitely have you back. So uh, I appreciate thank it. Thanks for, thanks for the opportunity, Ramon. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Mission Control. Until next time, this is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design and We Launch Brands. Thank you for taking this journey with us. To learn more about Peralta Design and our work, go to www.peraltadesign.com and subscribe to keep up with the crew.